Welcome, my chingus, to episode 130 of This Week in K-Pop. In this episode, we will talk about ATs, Cherry Bullet, CLC, Code Kungst, G-Friend, Huta, Minso, Rotehyun, Seventeen, and Woody. My name is Steven, and with me, as always, is my lovely co-host, Josh. Hello. Now, This Week in K-Pop is a discussion podcast that covers the last two to three weeks of K-Pop music video releases, and we start each episode with our favorite songs of the last two weeks, and then we conclude with our disappointments of the episode. You can find more of our episodes on iTunes or any other podcasting platform. Hello, Josh. Oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> And a bark bark to you too, Steven. <laughs> uh yeah, my dogs are going a little crazy. Uh my sister's not here to uh to tame them this episode, so I apologize if you hear some doggies. Um but yeah, welcome to episode two of version seventy seven or whatever. <laughs> whatever what Ruby were we on? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> Um, you know, it did occur to me actually when I released episode one twenty nine that like I named it one twenty nine. Uh, which I shouldn't have because we did skip like three, four oh, episodes yeah. I never released. But then now it's too late. Yeah, I got it's someone mentioned late. it to me. It was like, <laughs> like, what happened to those other four or five episodes? I was like, oh, I shouldn't have named it. I shouldn't have skipped the, skipped <laughs> we the episode. Just, yeah, should have just left it off at whatever was the last one. But yeah. Oh, well. Um, oh, well. Oh, well. Uh, speaking of oh, well, this is kind of a really weird episode. Um, it is. It's pretty late at night. It was really hard to uh, find a good time to get together. I think uh, you were feeling really badly last week, and actually I was feeling really badly uh, this week. And so after the most exciting Super Bowl of all time, we have gathered here to record this podcast. Now, we're doing something a little bit different. Um, last week, or last episode, I should say, uh, I mentioned that we were going to try kind of two things. That episode, we kind of pre-told each other at least the names of the songs that we were planning to talk about. And in this episode, we're going to try uh, not knowing. So I have no idea what songs Josh found interesting or discussion-worthy uh, this episode, and he has no idea which ones I chose. And we're just going to ping-pong back and forth until time is up. Uh, are you ready for this, Josh? Yeah, let's do this. All right, I'm gonna let you go first, Josh, because I'm a kind boy. Okay, I don't know if that's true, but sure, let's do that. <laughs> you know me. So, yeah, um, we had a lot of songs to go through, um, basically because usually at the beginning of the year, a lot of the songs are just like you know everyone's taking a break or you know they're kind of company holiday collaboration songs. And this is actually kind of like, usually in K-pop kind of scheduling, this is kind of where things start to pick up. And we had a lot of songs to go over, mainly because, um, yeah, I had the flu, and I think you were pretty sick as well. So uh, in the three weeks, uh, the first song that I want to talk about is by this group called Cherry Bullet with their song Q&A. q and a Q3, 
I'm I'm so surprised that this is the first one you chose to talk about. Oh, are you are you legitimately surprised, or is this sarcasm? Legitimately surprised. I'm oh. telling you. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, there were three three more Josh picks, and I was like, I swear to God, Josh is gonna talk about those three. This was not on that on that brain list. I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna surprise you because actually, um, okay, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, this song poss- possibly is like my favorite song of this week. Strangely enough, what is happening? Yeah, and the funny thing is. I mean, you and I know each other for a pretty long while now, and this is kind of like a pick of yours. Is is it on your list that you were going to talk about? It was going to be in my, like, middle tier list of, like, okay. I enjoy the song, but I have, like, very angry criticisms to the song also, if that makes any sense. Interesting. All right, so uh, we'll start with the good. So Cherry Bullet is this group. Um, they're under FNC Entertainment. And uh, some other groups under FNC are basically AOA, um, CN Blue, I think, is under them. So basically a lot of Chingus that play instruments or who did play instruments. And uh, guess what? These girls don't play instruments. So surprise there. Yeah, remember when they used to pretend that AOA, <laughs> that AOA was a band? Yeah, they're like maybe one or two people who actually could play instruments in AOA. Yeah, the one drummer and then she kind of left because they kind of gave up on... Uh, on um, being a band, man, that's it's not even that long ago in the K-pop landscape, but it feels like a hundred years ago. I, I know, huh? That's pretty crazy. Uh, but the reason why I like this song is because I, I, I just, I just like it. It's like this K-pop catchy, you know, girl group song that the more I listen to it, the more I kind of like it. Of course, there are like some parts that I don't really like, uh, namely the the chant in the pre-chorus. I'm uh, really not a big fan of that. If it didn't have that, I would like the song so much more. Uh, but that, I feel like it has a lot of catchy elements like the uh, da-da-da-da-da's and things like that. And even though there are some sound effects that are kind of recycled, I, he- I hear some like Red Velvet Peekaboo sound effects in there as well. Uh, I-, I really do think it's a good like pop song. Sure enough, the more I listen to it, the more I like it. And of the songs of uh, this pa- these past two or three weeks, I can't really say that about a lot of them, that the more I listen to them, the more I kind of like them. Interesting. Um, yeah. Honestly, like, that is pretty close to what I have to say, um, which is that I think it starts out, like, very my type of song, of, like, this back and forth and kind of this very, like, the good part of twice kind of uh, of song, right? Which is, like... You know, they're kind of sing-talking, right? Yeah. But uh, it's done in a way that's kind of catchy and also um, has a decent backing track kind of to to let it let it, let it, let it I don't breathe. think it's yeah. anywhere near as good as even the worst Black Eyed Pills song songs. And I don't know if you looked it up, but like this song was produced by uh, three people. Alexander Harrison, yeah. Ale- yeah. Alex... Alex... Alex G? <laughs> Basically a bunch of European dudes. They yeah. they pulled the SM on you, you know? Yeah. Um so like the there uh at least two of them uh are part of this kind of like I forgot what to call it, like cosmos music producing, whatever. But they make a lot of B side songs and a lot of Japanese songs. Um and like I can hear that in this song, specifically mm. in that chanting part. Like I fucking hate that part. Yeah, that it part is, is so really bad. bad. It is because really bad though. It's such an incredibly abrupt uh, momentum shift. Like, 
the thing is we both like kind of that type of thing like i love high school musical and every time i hear a chant like this i always think of high school musical right that's true but it's it's in such a weird place it chants into not even the real chorus it chants into the pre-chorus right yeah um and the pre-chorus i think doesn't even hit super hard but the actual real chorus is is good right you said yeah, the, the da, 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 da parts yeah yeah um you know the one of the main vocalists in this in this group uh was in produce 48 and mm. like she's a really good uh singer and i think uh they actually let her sing quite a bit in this song yeah that's uh one of the one of the like the the points that i really liked about the song that i think it stood out from kind of other just poppy songs is that some of these notes that they're holding are like pretty pretty long um especially like in the chorus but like you said, I think the pre-chorus and the chant, it's kind of like a mess. Um, and unfortunately, that's it's a lot of, you know, it takes a good portion of the song. So I really think it would have been a lot better without those parts or those parts changed. But overall, I, I really like it. You know, if you took those parts out, I think it would still be like maybe a three-minute song, three-and-a-half-minute song. So yeah yeah um and also kind of like the music video like it's not groundbreaking in, in any sort of way but it's at least uh a concept right that i we don't see very often or you know uh it's not just esoteric you know it's not just that generic you know when we used to love digipetty now we like curse digipetty right like we curse that uh, style it's just now. so weird it's what it is yeah um and like minimalistic and kind of, you know, it is good for, for certain songs and certain moods, but like, uh, you need like a good, bright, you know, happy one. And I think this kind of video gamey kind mm -hmm. of style really matches well with the actual song. Uh, so I did really like that part. Yeah. I'm actually a really, really big fan of the music video. Um, even though the concept wise, it doesn't really match with like the lyrics or kind of, you know, what the release is about, but it's fun and you know there's a lot of like interesting shots that they're using uh at times the cg is a little bit kind of funky but right right what i really like about it is that i think it has a really good balance of just you know the cute girls doing kind of cute things like interacting with props or or things like that but there's still a good amount of choreography points in there and from what I saw in the music video, I really liked what they did with the choreography. It's, you know, some really interesting kind of, because the group is pretty big. I don't, mm. I didn't count exactly how many people, but it looks like about 12. And when you have this many eight. people, it, it's, it's kind of hard to get choreography that works for that many people. But they were doing some, you know, like waves and just kind of the positioning that they chose. I think it was a, a good touch. Uh, for this type of release. It, it, I mean, it's not going to, you know, blow anyone's brains out, but it, I think it's really, really solid. Yeah. Uh, they have 10. They have 10. Um, but no, I, I think I agree on the most part. I, I think for a debut song, it's pretty strong. It, but the thing is, like, I don't know. I, I, I know this is a grower for sure. But there's just that. There's just parts in this song that I just... <laughs> my dogs are <laughs> real going ham um they love this song too they love this song too um there's just parts in the song that i just it just hurts me and you know it's like that thing we we've talked about before where like the greater the song is like the more the tiny mistakes kind of get 
you know, are more noticeable, right? I get that, yeah. Um, and so, like, for me, like, there's... There is an A to B to C song here that's like really good with with no momentum breaks, um, but uh, you know they they just B sided it a little bit too much in mm. certain in certain parts where I'm just like, nah, uh, you know, eh. but I, I am try. really yeah, yeah <laughs> I am really uh, uh, impressed in, in a certain regard um, because it's hard it's hard to do ten people songs because. <sighs> You, you at least two of those chingus need to do some kind of rappy thing, and I think this song get gets around that, right? I don't, if I recall, like there's no big rap, you know, no. rap break in it. Oh, there's like there's a, a little chant, chant break. Yeah, there's a chant instead, which is not good, but it is better than rap break. Oh, one hundred percent. I think we can both agree. Chants are much better than raps. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right, well, I guess we'll move on then, uh, unless you got anything else, Josh? No, that's pretty much it. Um, let's see, we talked about the song, music video. Uh, outfit choices also, uh, nothing too crazy, so I appreciate that. Yeah, no, they look good. Um, yeah. It's kind of, again, I know, I think we actually got an iTunes review about how, how much uh, the person didn't like us talking about how bad some of those people looked. And I'm a very defensive guy, so in my head I was like, well, if you're... You know, if people can look real good, then people can look real bad too. You know, like you, yeah. if you're going to mention one, you should be okay to mention the other part. Um, but uh, anyways, I think these girls match our style at least very well, which is just cute girls wearing relatively normal outfits and they look really cute doing it. Um, and there are some cute girls in there. Yeah. All that stuff is subjective. So, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, speaking of cute girls, the next song that I want to talk about. Is a guy. <laughs> I knew it. I was like, I don't know where you're gonna. I don't know where you go with this, but uh, by my calculation, I don't know where you go with this. If you go girl group, yeah, I was debating on switching to a girl group, but no, I, I'm gonna go. I think what could be a very Stephen pick or could be a very anti Stephen pick. I'm not quite sure what you think of this, but one of the songs that I liked the most. In the last three weeks is by a guy named Huta with his song Yeah. You make me high, it's the way you are. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to the house. I'm going to go to Okay, did not see this coming. Yeah. Did not see this coming. See, yeah. this new format has part of the goodness of our 
top tens, you know? Yeah, we're both... I am surprised. The audience also surprised, I'm sure. Um, uh, I, honestly, I was surprised. Like, I started up this music video, and I was like, oh, okay, it's just... It's some solo uh, K-pop idol group guy, and his song's probably going to be real boring and real moody and real blah, blah, blah. Um, but it kind of wasn't that for me. Like, I actually really enjoy this song for its kind of poppiness but also has some you know decent r&b r&b-ness in there because this guy is the rapper for b2b and even in that kind of sense of the word i'm like wait b2b had rappers like i thought they only did ballads (laughs) that's all i remember b2b to be is uh ballad singers but i know they have other songs that i just never cared about but like for example you know, a bunch of BTS members that put out solo singles. Like, I think, uh, what's the, uh, oh no, what's the group that Mina used to like a lot? Um, BAP. Uh, BAP, yeah, the, the, uh, Bang Yongguk or whatever his name yeah, was. Bang, yeah, the guy with the super deep voice. Yeah, like he also had a solo song. And like, a lot of these K pop boy solo songs are just, just mood, just moodsies. It's just all about the mood. It's not really about how catchy the song is or, which is fine. It's just not, never what I was into, right? So I kind of really enjoy this for its for its poppiness, K poppiness. Like there's mm-hmm. some dirty okay. horns in there. Um, there's some like I really enjoy the uh, the chorus part. It's very uh-huh. boopity boop, you know. Where there's like yeah 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 yeah, you know, like that kind of uh, robotty boopity boop. Yeah. I, I really enjoy that. Um, and and honestly, there's just something about. <laughs> His smile and him doing that, like, you know, we were talking about the other day about how some K-pop groups just don't have point dance, you know, weren't doing the point dances very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he's got this point dance, which is just stolen from some, I forgot what this move is, but I've seen this move in a lot of American dancing from two to three years ago, because that's right. how Korea works, right? But like, I don't know. I, I, I really actually like that for the second verse. He switch completely switches the style into a more rap song, and mm-hmm. like while I don't even think the rapping is amazing, I like that he switched up the style because it prevents the song from being really stale. Because the first verse is entirely different from the second verse, and then before you know it, the song's done, and it just feels really quick to me. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he kind of has like three rapping styles in this, which is like it goes from like I'm enjoying this to okay, this is okay to like super no rhythm Korean fast rapping, which I yeah. was like, kind of, I don't, kind of like, I don't s- like that talk rapping, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm talking like, yeah. So like, it's not like amazing in any sense of the word, but as far as catchiness and uh, me enjoying a song uh this was like probably my favorite one which is kind of weird i don't really have any awful things to say about it hmm. uh you you might but <laughs> no, so so here's the thing right when i first uh, this is on my short list as well um hmm. so when i first heard this song there were a lot of elements about it that i knew you would like like the boopity boops i know like that's your style it's it's kind of there's like R&B portions that you like the you know the R&B that you do like um it's in the song as well and i wasn't sh- what really kind of would make this a steven song or not a steven song was how you reacted to the chorus mm. and for me 
the reason why I'm so surprised is because I thought you would hate the chorus, actually, because it's so, like, boy group. But I think what really carries it through is that the backing track is just not generic boy group. Or actually, do I want to say that? It's It's got this kind of soloist feel, if that makes any sense. So, actually, I think that's one of the reasons why I do like this song, because right. um, as you're saying that, it kind of coming to my mind, which is, in a lot of boy group songs, sometimes their singers sing a ve- in a very different tone and in a very different way than the rest of the song is. Like, I think, for mm-hmm. me personally, BTS has that quote-unquote problem a lot, where... Um, they're kind of rapid, 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 rapping, and then it's like, and then it's pop time, and it's like they don't really super match. Yeah, kind of disregarding the the cohesiveness of the whole song, right? Right, right. And so this, they kind of forced it to be a very kind of cohesive because it's just one dude. Right. Um, and luckily, I think this guy, he's not an amazing singer at all, but like, I think he's okay with the. Uh, help that he gets from the producers here uh, along with his rapping where it all seems to come from him uh, which I think is kind of uh, one of the reasons why I actually do like this song right so like the be- the, the best compliment that I can give for this song um, because I do like it uh, it, it kind of d- does grow on you the more you listen to it uh, if you can kind of get past that they're trying to sell you something but it's this is a really solid release for someone who wants to go solo. Um, the reason being is because you've you've touched on all the points basically. Like it, it's just one guy, but each each uh, verse is different. There's a lot of different rapping styles. He sings also in it. Um, his dancing is not bad as well, and dude is pretty ripped. So like he's <laughs> he's like checking all the boxes for being a a, a rain type of solo artist right like a male solo artist that's not doing solely r&b or like solely rap Mm. and um it's kind of refreshing to see i'm not saying he has a complete package but that he can like you know chain together these like good portions together into the song where you're listening to it and you're listening to it like oh this is pretty good this is pretty good too oh this is pretty good and then the song is over and you're like well I got nothing bad to say about it, so it's pretty solid, you know? Yeah, and I think especially for us, you know, again, we are very just not boy groupy type of people, right? right. Um, which is for the most part to be expected. But like we kind of X out on a lot of boy group songs pretty quickly. Like after, you know, hearing thousands of them now, it's kind of just like whoopa, you know, let on to the next one. Um but like as you said, I, I was listening to the song and then before you knew it, I was I listened to the whole thing and I was like, huh. Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I will do say I, I think f- for one bad point is like I think the ending is very lackluster. Um, it kind of turns into this like backing track only dance break that I mm-hmm. think is very underwhelming. Uh, but it's I, I don't think that's a huge thing because if the weakest part's at the end, like that's the best thing you could hope for, right? Like, he- here's my kind of like. I don't want to shit on that too much because you and I, uh, we're not a huge fan of like dance breaks in songs. Um, right. So it, it's better, like you said, it's better to have the dance break at the end kind of as a, like it's fading out rather than 
like smack dab in the middle of the song and then you come back with a chorus again like i would hate that i would really really hate that if they did that like i'm okay with actually this dance break ending because i they kind of put it in a place where i knew that they weren't going to come back with the chorus and i was like okay yeah that's fine you know i'm i'm fine with this kind of way to edit it yeah but i think uh historically uh i agree with you um but in my head like i think blackpink's do 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 kind of have changed my mind which is like i i would like a dance break as long as the backing track was fucking killer and mm. made me like bang my head um like i would love that actually uh uh sadly this wasn't it but i mean that's a huge ask right i think yeah. that's a that's a very rare thing for for that to happen but you know once i see it in one song uh, you know that's what i want now you know huh you don't know what you you want until you see it sometimes yeah yeah. But uh, other than that, oh, I did want to mention this was produced by Young Sungwook, which I have no idea who he is, and Firebear, and I don't know who Firebear is, but I just <laughs> want to Bear mention Entertainment. Yeah, I yeah. was like, what the hell? Yeah, that's important to me that uh, Firebear made this. But uh, yeah, interesting. two 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 interesting picks already, man. Two interesting picks. I think it's going to be a pretty interesting week. So let's bring it back to a Josh pick. I'm pretty sure that you're this is probably our, if the guess what you guessed I was going to talk about this week I'm pretty sure this is on there um, and the song is from Roa Tehun with I Wanna Know We're looking for a better life So yeah, this was not the one. This was really? not the one, sir. What? This was not the one. You don't this... even know me anymore. I guess not. What's happening? Yeah. Um. Yo, I I'm really down with this song, man. This is like a me song. This is like a me like no, folk no, no. K K pop boy group boy. No, because because this song. Okay, the the way I reason it is, you know how much I really like Park Young, right? True. Um, True. The guy from Block B. And this is like his type of song, except for more R&B in it. It, it kind of reminds me of a popular version of like Jay Park. It's kind of in that lane for me. And Whoa. like, I don't know what it is about this. It's it's this like piano in the background that is kind of like guiding the song through. And his voice is like not, not bad. It has like enough flavor to carry it through the whole song. And that's kind of what like gets me. Interesting. It's there's this like the the chorus is kind of this like chant with a whole bunch of people, and I really think it works. And I just I just love this song, man. I don't know why. 
here's the thing like i honestly thought that like the music video would just make you hate the song so badly that you just would never mention it here's here's how crazy that is i actually appreciate that it's just like a dance video you know like because i can see the version of this song with with like him trying to like act all cool or you know something like he's not a bad dancer and they have like some pretty like good choreography points in here and it's like 90 percent a choreography song basically and interesting yeah. yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. The cost, guess- the costumes do kind of like irk me a little bit, but I think the choreography isn't terrible, so I'm kind of down with it. You know, I, I do agree with you, actually. Especially, you know, even though I like that Huta song, like, and you did mention that he's not a bad dancer. Like, he was doing very K-poppy, very old k-poppy dancing right like very slower movements big you know big moves to get you um to see the points and stuff and while this dude does look like a dancer like an actual i think he's from at least according to this one random comment from hotshot yeah he's from hotshot and i think this group jbj he was he was a a contestant on produce oh so yeah i just I just I'm I'm just down with this package. Like I really like the energy of the song. I think it really matches kind of the poppiness and the dances. Hmm. Like I actually don't really have too much like bad things to say about this, mainly because it's like the parts that I could comment on, I'm it's not so agrarian like it's not so outlandishly bad that it ruins the other parts, you know? Like, the parts that mm. I like about it really outshine the parts that I don't. Okay. Um, and he's, like, super tiny, so it's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know? Like, he's just, he's just, like, small man. He's just doing these, like, dance moves. He's, like, and a small what? man, but they decided to shoot it almost all from below, which is yeah, which I it, guess makes, this, it makes, makes it worse him, to me. It makes him look even tinier, as yeah. crazy as that sounds. Um, but I really like the music video because... Um, like we always talk about, when you want to showcase the choreography, you don't want a ton of cuts, right? You don't want too much, like, lighting changes or, like, weird hues and colors like that. And I think for this type of music video, the cuts that they had and the things that they did uh, really added to the music video rather than took away. Like, there is a lot of these... Uh, you made one yourself, um, but these kind of choreography compilations of like of like people on stage like groups on stage and the way that they cut those usually is like when they're doing the similar dance move they cut it to a different clip right so it looks seamless and that's pretty much all the cuts in this basically so see i i agree that's what they wanted to do Mm -hmm. um i think they honestly i think they executed it really badly um mm-hmm. they put in a lot of these like super necessary zoom ins and like even though i it says it's 1080p i just don't believe that oh uh, yeah it's not <laughs> yeah yeah I'm, I'm with you on that part it's it's the quality is kind of like fuzzy a little bit i don't know if that's like them actually what they chose or because there's like kind of like the smokiness i think that they put in there yeah um, but honestly, after hearing what you said, I, I, I am appreciating his dancing and the style of this like way more. 
than what I previously did. This was actually on my short list to download. Uh, but I honestly, I couldn't think of anything like particularly good to say, even though I wanted to download it, which is kind of a weird thing. Mm, it's just like you, you liked it, but not really like why. Like, why do I like this song? I don't know. Yeah. And, and actually for me, I like felt myself actively just like turning away from the music video. Um, partially just because of just like, I can see, as you said, I can see a cool music video here, but it, it just was put together kind of amateurishly, which mm. is fine. You know, not everybody need, you know, can afford, <laughs> you know. He, he, yeah. See, that's the thing. I, my, I think my expectations about, what I was going to get was totally different. Like when I first saw this, I was like, Oh God, this is going to be super cheesy. And like, it's going to be so much cuts and whatever, whatever. And I was like pleasantly surprised rather than. Right. Right. Yeah. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. Interesting. Cherry bullet and taken. All right. Well, yeah, I guess I, you don't know who I am anymore, man. I absolutely do not. Um, well, then, since I don't know you, I'm going to pick the next song, which I thought would be your very first song to My be very mentioned. first. Like, okay. I thought you would mention this guy first. Um, and now it, it kind of rocks my world that you didn't mention him uh, after two times. And that is a guy named Woody with his song, Fire Up. <laughs> Interesting that you say that. It's on my short list, but surprise, surprise, it's not one of the three songs I want to talk about. Interesting. Yeah. Like this, uh, for me, like I thought this was this was Josh. This was like this guy, like it's got acoustic guitar. All right. And it's like, and then it, the next level it loads in is it adds horns to it. I'm like, God damn it. Mm-hmm. Those are two things Josh loves. <laughs> and then the next thing it loads in it is this beat that kind of kicks in and it's groovy as fuck. Uh, it's plus with his voice, I was like, there's no way Josh doesn't love this song, but it's 2019, dude. This is a, this is a new, new day. It's, it's, see, okay. My okay, my defense in this is like you, I noticed all the elements about the song that I liked, like about this type of song that I like, but it, it kind of has this problem where they're kind of just pasted together. Like I don't really feel like they add anything to the song. Like it's pretty 
it's kind of like there's like certain artists who just take pieces and just mash them all together. Like the song for me is kind of boring actually because it's it's kind of like a song that just starts with like tapping, right? And then you add one more thing into the tapping. And then you add a third thing into the tapping. And even though all those elements are things that I like, it's kind of like, dare I say forgettable? Yeah, that's uh, weird. That's so weird to me because I find yeah. like most parts of him singing, like it's got just this like, like, it's like, I don't need to know what he's saying. I don't need to know what words he's saying. I just uh, can like, na 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 along with this song. And before I know it, the so- the whole song's over, and I've been like shaking my head for for three three and a half minutes. Hmm, that's very interesting. Uh, which for me is like, hey, isn't, that's a Josh thing in my head, you know, of like just being able to shake your head, even though that the song might drop from your list, you know, after a couple weeks. But I don't know. Like in my head, I would rather listen to this guy sing and groove rather than. Um, Fuck me. What's Autotune Boy's name? Sikke. Sikke, yeah. Yeah. Like, for me, this is way more interesting than a Sikke kind of mumble. I do uh, have flow. to say it is. I do have to say that it is. But the other three songs that I wanted to talk about this week, I just like so much more than this song. Okay. Like okay. I said, it, it's on my short list. And I'm very aware that it's my type of song. But, yeah. Like you said, I don't really see this song lasting very long on my playlist at all. Gotcha. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think it's kind of weird, but like, uh, I think I mentioned this last episode, but we didn't really listen to K-pop for quite a while, right? And so, uh, for for four years, I've been adding new songs every single like uh, every single month to different playlists, and I would just listen to these different uh, monthly kind of playlists, or they're quarters actually, but different quarterly playlists all the time. But I didn't have new music, so I just kept listening to old playlists. And what I kind of discovered is that, like, the actual big K-pop songs I got kind of sick of, and I started really, really liking the more just chiller songs. I don't know why that's weird. Like, one of my favorite songs now, and maybe I have mentioned this in the past, is um, Jimin's uh, Try. Try. I forgot what it's called. It's uh, it called Try? Um, But, like, uh, 15 Ans Jimin. Um, yeah. and like I, every time that song comes on, I never skip it. It's just such a great song to me. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Um, but it's like those kind of songs I've really grown to like. And, and in my head, like this is one of those, which is in three years, I can listen to this song again and be like, damn, like this is a groovy song and I'm grooving in it. Mm-hmm. It's not made by Groovy Room. I have no idea who produced this song, but while other songs like Cherry Bullet, I might, I might get sick of, right? Yeah. Um, which is kind of weird to me because I'm normally the more cherry bullet kind of guy, right? You see, yeah, that, that, because the way you describe things like that, that is kind of what happens to me, actually. Mm. Um, and I think it's why I place such a high emphasis on kind of songs that I can groove to because I know impactfully it will kind of just like stick around for a little while and then disappear. But the best part is when I like go back and then, you know, reinvest, re-up into like these songs. It's mm-hmm. kind of like that same feeling. So, like, there's certain songs that I just I just really like so much, and I just like listen to them and listen to them and listen to them. And every time they come on on a playlist, I'll listen to them like twice. Mm-hmm. And then by 
by the time I come to rediscover them, I've, I've just like used up all my listens for them, if that makes right. any sense. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And this song, like, since it, it doesn't command so many listens f- from the get-go, like, it's still got, like, these reserve listens, I guess, for my brain. Interesting. Yeah, but, like I said, these other three songs I want to talk about are more of the, like, front-runners for listens rather than the song. Gotcha. Well, before moving on, though, I do want to mention that this song... Not that it really matters, but uh, last episode we talked about Sean uh, and how he was kind of yelled at for like that uh, Sajegi chart manipulation shit. Oh yeah, um, if you guys don't know what that is, we'll we'll explain it briefly. But basically, it's uh, you have some sort of so in Korea there's like a chart, right? Like Gaon chart and all these other charts, and basically they take usually they take into account. Uh, music streams online and so Sajegi is basically kind of getting machines to just repeat your songs over and over and over again or yeah. or it goes like sometimes there's other kind of manipulation that kind of um, entertainment companies will do where they'll buy a bunch of their their own albums and such to kind of inflate their numbers and so Sajegi is kind of like in that sphere yeah, so whenever kind of a virtually unknown person just shoots up the chart, a lot of times beating idols, it's like, whoa, where do these people come from? And so, like, that happened to Sean in 2018, um, and we talked about him last episode, which is still a great song. That I think it's called Bad Habits. Uh, I still really love that song. Um, and Woody, for this song, Fire Up, he actually, he, like, shot up to number one at, like, 4 a.m. Uh, one day. And so people were like, yo, this motherfucker's doing that that jaggy again um but part uh, we don't live in korea anymore right so we have no idea what the general papas thinks but like part of me is like hoping and like that this type of like music is getting just more popular right just getting more popular people are being more viral about not not just you know k-pop related stuff you know because it, that does happen every once in a while. But usually, if there's like a number one song that's like a ballad or non-K-pop related, it's usually like from a drama, right? It's usually from mm-hmm. a, a, I don't know, like a collaboration. And at least one of the people is a, is famous in some way, right? Um, it's very rare that it's just some complete unknown. So um, anyways, well, maybe there'll be more. Maybe, we, maybe they're... Uh, paying us to talk about it on our podcast. Yeah, Ooh. maybe we're part of the Sajegi, you know, conspiracy. Yeah, um, definitely not though. <laughs> but, we don't uh, get any yeah. money. We're poor. Yeah. So <laughs> if you guys, if you guys want to sponsor us, uh, we'll Sajegi the shit out of your socks. That, that's true. We'll just, we'll only talk about uh, I don't know, uh, Im- Impact. Man, <laughs> you have know? you heard that new Impact song? Yeah, so good. Man. It, I have nothing bad to say about it. It's like the best K-pop song I've ever heard. <laughs> I don't even know what it's called, but I know that they were there. It's called thing. Designer, and it actually okay. is a decent song. And I, I just heard it on my way back home from the school. Please Bowl. don't tell me that you're going to talk about it next. Uh, oh, the other Impact song? Uh, you never know, Josh. You never know. No, please don't. <laughs> Moving on, now it's your turn again. <laughs> What's all you going to talk about, hmm? I thought, okay, so I've talked about two songs that kind of aren't hitting the mark uh, with songs that you thought I would pick. Uh, but this song, 
I, I, I picked it. I really, really like it. But it's a song that I think that you really like as well. And I'm kind of surprised you haven't talked about it yet. Um, but it's by Minso featuring Paul Kim. And it's called Two Centimeters. <laughs> Is this on your list, Stephen? It's nowhere on my list at all. What? Nowhere. I have to actually go to freaking uh, EssentialKpop.com right now just to listen to the song again. Not even on your short list? Not even. I'm so confused. It's this song. This is not my type of song, bro. Like, Okay, so fair enough. Uh, This song is like really acoustic-y, right? And that's more of my kind of thing, but... The reason why I thought you would like it is because it's such, it checks all the boxes for duet for us. Um, They sing together tons. They have like a back and forth and their harmonies is actually really good. And the, their voices are individualistic enough that when they're singing by themselves, it's good. And when they're singing together, it's, it's like something totally different. And I don't know. I really thought that you would like this song. I guess I don't know you anymore. See, all those things you said is true. The problem is this song is, for me, is just too ballady. Mm. It's not poppy enough and it's not R&B enough. Really? I thought this song would be... This song for me is like super, super poppy. Like it, it does kind of start out acoustic-y, but especially like the chorus, I think it's like super pop but it also kind of has that park ness to it if that makes any sense it's like if someone sang a ballad version of that park young song to me mm-hmm. like i actually don't get any poppiness from this song at all um mm. like it's really sung in a very i don't want to say uh, ballad is it's what i'm trying to say but like it, it sounds like Two people on the street of Seoul, mm. like like indies, too indie. It's just too indie, yeah. Like they have great voices, and the harmonies, like you said, are 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 on point. But there's nothing catchy about the song to me. And normally in my duets, I really do like some form of catchiness. And like the Park Young one, like mm. th- there's catchiness to it, and there's poppiness to it, and there's you know. Uh, something to hold on to, and at least for me, I just didn't uh, didn't feel that here. Huh? Interesting. I Seriously. thought for sure it would be the Code Kung song. For the Code sure, Kung song. Yeah, I, it's on my short list too. Damn, what's happening? You uh, before we started recording, I don't even know if I said it in the podcast, but I was like, I know the three you're going to talk about. Yeah, you right? did. And in my head, that was Code Kungst. It was Woody, and it was um, Punchinello's 
um, Punching Blue out, really. Hawaii song. That Blue Hawaii song, I, I'm like really not down with. It's not even on my short list. Damn. I thought just for the crush part itself, I thought you would enjoy like, it. Uh, the, the, the Woody song and also uh, the Code Kunst song are both on my short list. Uh, but I just like these three songs better. Okay. I don't know, maybe it's just the mood I was in because... You know, I was sick pretty much the whole week, and I don't want to listen to, like, moody songs also. That makes sense. Um, yeah, I, honestly, I was really sick. I, t- I drank so much DayQuil to try to, like, to be able to do any form of work. It was really bad. Um, and then, I, But I felt really bad about complaining because, like, freaking all these people are, like, negative 20 degrees, uh, like, fighting for their lives, you know? Like, but which, by the way, I mean, you live in California, right? Yeah, I live in Texas. Both equally probably not really affected by what is it called the polar uh, polar whatever it's called. Well, we don't even know what it's called because it hasn't affected us. It is uh, seventy degrees uh, today. <laughs> warm. It's very warm. Yeah, I think tomorrow it was a high of uh, uh, eighty. Tomorrow's high of eighty, guys. Um, it's kind of insane. Anyways. But but you know what I do think, especially with our break, I think the type of thing that we're looking for now, it might be it is substantially different. I think than it was a year ago, which is is a good thing. I think. Actually, I thought for a second you might you you were going to say favorite loca loca, but um, interesting because you were like Stephen would love it. I'm like, I think a year ago Stephen would have really liked this loca loca song. Anyways. That was uh, – oh, I forgot to repeat the name of the song at the end of the discussion this time, Josh. Damn it. Oh, whoops. That was a very important thing that I – one of my favorite podcasts, the Slash Filmcast, always does because it's very important. And people sometimes – We'll you forget. Know, we'll forget mm-hmm. or pause and, and forget what we're talking about. But anyways, that was uh, – uh, what? T- what song are we fucking talking about? Two, two Centimeters uh, <laughs> oh, by uh, Minso and Paul Kim. Right, 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 right. Not ten centimeters, two centimeters. No, no, no. Man, this is a real weird podcast. This is real a professional. Really, I think it. Huh. It also started weird because like my dogs were going crazy, and then we were kind of doing like a slightly different intro, right? Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of weird. Um, but all right. Well, then the next song that I'm going to talk about before we probably get into a uh two zero one nine. These songs these song. ain't fine? Or what are they? <laughs> I forgot what it was last 2019. year. These songs won't blow your, blow your mind or something? Yeah. I actually am not quite sure. You know what? I'm going to go with Code Kungst featuring Lehigh with their song XI? Or is it supposed to be 11? I guess we'll call it 11? I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. We're going to go with XI. <laughs> Never like the movies I get it back Magnetic oak, it's none but it never ends Cut your name out, turn it all on Jim Could he want a hand in? She's hang out now Your can't be on Gigat and love Tay on Hagen, a pet and nigga, me was so 
Love is like a pack of cigarettes, yeah, it kills me. But fuck that, I need you right now. Yeah, yeah. Bittersweet, oh love, every love is bittersweet. Bittersweet, oh love, every love is bittersweet. Bittersweet, oh love, yeah, yeah. We are, we love. Bittersweet, oh love, every love is bittersweet. Bittersweet, oh love. <laughs> but uh, Code Kungst, who's uh, kind of a producer, right, slash composer, um, he I did not know this until I looked it up, but he was in High Ground, which I think we both did know, but he mm-hmm. moved to uh, AOMG in 2018, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is crazy to me because he doesn't make any music that like fits with AOMG, but maybe they're branching out, right? Because he's a very like rock kind of experimentally type of guy right yeah, he's he's very uh experimental is kind of the way you would i would describe him okay it's kind of really weird for lack of a better word he likes weird things yeah and i think the video is kind of very evidently very kind of very coquinsty yeah. um but the actual song is just like what Lehigh does best, right? It's yeah. just give Lehigh time to fucking sing. And her voice is just so full of like soul and emotion. And, and it shines really, really, really well with this kind of like simple stripped down style. Yeah. But it's stripped down in a very modern way, right? Mm. Not a very old timey way. Sometimes I think her songs can sound a little old timey because her voice is kind of old timey. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is, I think, a very good blend of a modern sounding version of what I guess in my head a Lehigh song is normally, you know? Right. Like Lehigh to me has a very, like I would describe it as like a jazz club kind of voice. Um, yeah. Like you expect to hear this kind of song in like this smoky bar, right? And this is no exception. And so, what I really, I really agree with all your points about it being really modern, because what I really think it is, it's there's these like sound effects, like like these yes or us or I don't know how you would describe them that you would obviously never ever hear in a jazz club, right? Like in a jazz club, it would be very stripped down, like just basically all instruments and you know the voice right but this yeah. one has has that as kind of like the skeleton and then this little extra something you know yeah and honestly there's not that much to say other than just her voice is so good it's mm-hmm. so good and i just it just weirds me out that like every korean drama needs like her to sing a song for them but they don't like they get ailey right they get these like and ailey's great and all but like and there's probably like six other guys that I just don't even know their names, right? Probably like a guy named Kim Sung Woo or Woo Sung Kim or Kim Woo, Woo Sung Sung, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that was kind of racist. I apologize, but like, uh, I, I feel like her style of voice like has so much emotion in it that I can like. There are so many movie scenes that I can picture when I hear this song in her voice, right? And I'm mm-hmm. just like, it's so perfect to me for OSTs, but it's always kind of just a straight 
Korean ballads that they always go with, you know? Yeah. And I guess that's for a reason. I mean, you go with what works. That's literally what K-pop is, right? Yeah. It's just we'll find something that works and beat it into the ground. But, like, it's still surprising to me that... Well, I guess it's not surprising because I'm sure there's people who are like, she's in YG, you dumb fuck. Like, he never lets people do fucking shit, you know? Yeah. Um, and that is true. But, like, I mean, that's extra sad then because in my head, that that's all I can picture is she just would make such a great soundtrack type of voice. Yeah. And it's, this, it's really strange because Lehigh, when she first came out, um, she kind of had this, like, bright and dark side. Like, you have songs like, you know, Rose, and then you have songs like One, Two, Three, Four, mm-hmm. right? And both of those songs cannot be any different, but still on brand to Lehigh's voice. And a lot of the songs that she's, like, released as a solo artist have been more of the bright-standing ones. Like, I think the last song she released was, like, My My Star or something star like that. And But basically, it was a more brighter-sounding song. And as crazy as it sounds, I like the moody Lehigh better because I, th- I think her voice has more emotion, like you say, when it's in these kind of moodier tracks. Like they don't have to be super complex. Like this is basically kind of perfect for me, but I can understand Korean folks because Korean folks, like you said, are very much like we follow the meta, we follow the trend. If it works, it works. Let's not try to be different because we know what the people want already. But I bet there's like a huge niche of Korean fans and probably a huge amount of international fans who are like, we want more Moody Lehigh, you know? Yeah. And I think we're we're part of that group. Dude, it's crazy. One, two, three, four came out in 2012. Man, that's a while ago. Her last main single as lead artist was 2016. My Star was 2016. Man, it doesn't even feel like that far ago. Yeah, that's that's insane to me. Anyways, like she's wait, it's 2019, so let's let's just say she's been active for eight-ish years, right? Could mm-hmm. be more, could be less. Eight-ish years, she's released one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight like lead artist singles. Mm-hmm. Like that's just nothing yeah and like most of those songs are like doo-woppy doo-woppy or uh yeah uh, what, what's the word hmm motown maybe motown-ish yeah i can't put my finger on the genre but you you understand what i'm saying like it's a very yeah kind of old old style sounding yeah but uh, anyways, just, you know, add Lehigh to the list. Like, the thing is, like, I don't even really like Lehigh songs in general, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you can go back on our podcast and probably hear us talk about or briefly mention, you know, My Star. I don't even know what Hold My Hand is or Breathe or I'm Different or Ro- oh, I Remember Rose. But, like, we don't even really like Lehigh. I just – I appreciate her voice, you know, for, you know, what what's the stupid thing? Like, Game Recognize Game, right? Like, right. like she fucking kills it. Um and I may get bored of the song, right, in a week. Um, but at least for me right now, um, it's just an amazing match, I think. Uh, Code Kingston uh, mm-hmm. and Lehigh. The weirdness kind of reverberates in a good way, you know? Yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so that is Code Kungst featuring Lehigh with their song, XI. Bam, I got it. Um, all right, well... 
I think now we can move into 2019. These songs won't blow your mind. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of songs actually in this kind of area. But let's start with you, Josh. Do you have one that you would like to talk about first? Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's about like two songs that I want to talk about. So uh, I'm going to start off with the G Friends Sunrise. So, uh, G friend, still, still haven't figured it out. Um, after they transitioned from their wild, flailing '80s guitar riff style, and uh, this is no, this is no different. No guitar. Uh, it's the the song itself is is decent. I, I really appreciate that they're trying to sing. But their dancing has gotten so much worse. Or I'm not sure if it's the choreography or just they've lost that rookie energy. But man, this is a really weird G friend in my mind. Uh yeah, the, my very first comment was what happened? <laughs> yeah, what happened? What Who are happened? you, Chingu? Like, I don't recognize you anymore. And like, I know G Friend. Even before we left, G Friend was changing their shit up, right? Like with mm-hmm. uh, fingertip, love whisper, summer rain. Like they were changing their shit up already. And of course, we're both still nostalgic for like original G Friend, you know, as that as it happens. But like, the first four G Friend songs are fucking amazing. You know, like anal bead. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, you always call it anal bead, but it's glass bead, it. right? It's definitely glass bead, but uh, it it is anal bead. Uh, Migusas too, right? Rough Naviera, like those are yeah. amazing songs. And yeah, I get it. They wanted to change. They can't do that forever. Yeah. Um, but like to to go with your point, it's like G friend, st- like doing the boring, looking into the the corner, that's, that's like camera, like what are you doing, like? I don't want that, you know? Like, show me your dance moves, you know? Like, I know. The dance moves that I did see, they're pretty terrible. Like, what's going on? What's going on over there? I know. And it's like, but like, they wanted a a ballad song, but then they also were like, wait, but we still need an up tempo G Yeah, we gotta crank song. up those BPMs, you know? Yeah. And like, the actual cranked up part, I actually kind of i'm fine with like i actually really like the 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 original part of it or the beginning part of it which is like like i don't I, my singing's terrible but like the hey yo hey yo yeah, the, yeah, yeah. like i know exactly what you're talking about like that part is great and then everything about the chorus after that is boring and 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 meh 
and that's not even me talking about the gigantic amount of sing talking. Yeah. Uh, just back backing track lists fucking sing talking. It's just so seaside. I just can't even believe that this is a lead single. It blows my mind. Like it it's I really find this as like a a hodgepodge of like different group sounds. Like the hey ya hey ya part really sounds like a sistar song. Um, mm, mm. And then the the other weird sing talky parts are all the other groups that we don't like who do that. that you know, there's like a like those pick cutie, your choice, cutie, yeah, cutie. Pick, pick whoever you want. Like A Pink has been really, unfortunately, rocking that, right? But hey, not anymore. How dare you? How or dare like you? Lovelies or Laboom or you know whoever you want to choose that are that are doing that. Yeah, but the song itself not terrible most parts but the parts that are terrible are pretty terrible yeah but honestly i'm actually surprised though they still do decent on tracks like on the chart like sunrise hit number two hmm like like even the ones we didn't like like fingertip two love whisper two summer rain 11 time for the moon this is when we were gone i have no idea what these songs are two you know sunny summer 11 like 11 is the lowest they've been in like three years. Like that's actually really good. That's, that's amazing. Actually, if you think about it. Yeah. Um, so maybe we're crazy, but like people really dig this rebranding of, of uh, G friend. Well, they've never hit one. So right. rough and Naviera was one. So at least in my head, this is just, they've got a lot of fans and the fans are sticking by them, which is totally fine, mm-hmm. but at least in my head, like I think I like this better than Fingertip and Love Whisper, mm. um, for sure. Uh, but I just that uh, the amount of singing talking to even get to the Heya part, I just can't. I just can't do, and I won't do, and you can't make <laughs> me do it. All right, well, that is was definitely on my list for uh, what <laughs> not big name no games. Fuck me. Two zero one nine. These songs, songs won't blow your blow mind. Your mind. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that is G Friend Sunrise. The next one that I'm going to pick is not the super obvious one, and it's going to be Seventeen's Home. <laughs> Now, Seventeen 
very similarly, I think, to GFriend in a way, was that they had a very distinct styling that we enjoyed quite a lot. You know, like Adore You and Manse and like pretty, very nice original kind of set of songs. We were really into that shit. You know what I mean? And then they kind of started like changing it up. Dare I say copying BTS style, you you know, know, copying them a little bit. Um, They really, oh my God, they released four songs in 2018. Damn. Busy boys. Busy boys. I don't know any of those. Sorry. Thank you. Uh, but like, I remember Paksu, right? The clap song was like, mm-hmm. eh. But here's the thing with this song, which is like, I actually really, 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 really like the idea of the song. Like the idea of having this like anti-drop song, right? Where like, normally the chorus is like, you know, say the name, beat drops. Yeah. Kablamo. This is like, say the name, Almost nothing happened. <laughs> yeah, just like let's just keep going. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, I actually really like it in concept, and I think there is a way to do this um, well. Mm. Um, I think it's very hard to do this well with so many people in your group. Uh, you probably right. need like one person or two people. Um, but the re- the the song is just boring. Like, I I I I like the concept. Uh, but it's just kind of whisper singing mixed with whisper rapping, and the backing track has again nothing to kind of uh attach to. Um, right. that it's like it's like too minimal, you know. Uh, they, they went too far with it, I think. Yeah, and the, but the weird thing is, it's like really minimal. And if they committed to the minimalism of it, it'd have been fine. But there's so many, I don't want to say tryhardy portions, but like points that don't really make sense like for such a quote-unquote slow song they have some really aggressive choreography points Mm. and i understand that you can't like totally omit choreography but like this song is you you need a really minimalistic choreography for this song but there are some really like sharp quick movements and i'm not sure if that really really is what you need for this type of songs the thing is though i'm listening to it again right now and like i don't hate this song like i actually think it's yeah, a I don't decent hate song. song but i will do i will say though i really really mainly the reason i want to bring this up is i really like the music video i actually think they and here's the thing the it is still just like half of it is just shots of guys looking in the corner or looking at the camera right but i think it's actually shot in a very very well framed manner hmm. um i actually think that the can the amount of cutting is actually really really low for this type of of music video hmm. um and i actually think they put in these like 10 second one shots in there that really kind of let the song or let the music video breathe and i think that's exactly what this song needed like i think this music video is i mean i still think a one shot would be really nice but like uh is matches with this song type very 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 well i just wanted Mm. to give them props for that because you know that's one thing that it's been 10 years of like the modern era of k-pop and like music videos are still kind of mostly the same right that's why we Mm -hmm. fucking love joto so much right right uh fuck okay tangent (laughs) hold on on. before you start on the tangent let me just comment on the music video like yeah I, i totally agree it's it's the slowness, I think, of the framing. Like, the macro shots are really good. Um, and a lot of times, the panning, the zooming in or the zooming out will be really slow. 
or like the panning in this one scene will be really really slow so it things are changing things are moving but it's not so jarring and i think that's what makes it so good i I agree with all you said but yeah yeah and i actually think like you know even though you say you're saying like maybe the choreography doesn't exactly match i think the way they shoot the choreography and again it's just a very slow like kind of usual pan you know upwards it's like a slow pan upwards like i think it looks amazing it looks really good and i think they close up at the perfect time they should have closed up they cut back to the the big macro shot when uh it is the correct time like i think i part of me kind of thinks like the camera was is like another member of the dance if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. and like i actually think that's like really 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 good and interesting and like i wish more music videos could do that where like the actual camera movements are thought of as part of the choreography and that might be a little too strong for this music video but you know, in a world where I just saw that, like, Taehyun video, like, this is the exact opposite. Like, I wish the right. Taehyun video was shot like this, if that makes any a sense. L- a little bit slower. Yeah, uh, like, yeah. just to let it... I know that's a way happier song and a way more upbeat song, but, like, you can still let the scenes breathe, you know what I mean? But again, that is that is all um, individual, you know... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Just what we like, what I like specifically, yeah, you know? subjective kind of... Yeah, like for Editing me, or however like you want slowness to and letting scenes breathe in movies is like the best thing you can do, which is why like, you know, uh, you know, I, there are all sorts of uh, uh, movies that are like, are just shot in a way that I'm just like, God damn, that's awesome. It's not Fast and the Furious. It's not like, cut, 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 you know, um, which is why The Raid is one of the best action movies of all time. Anyways, that is 17's home. Oh, you're not going to go on a tangent? And I now will go on the tangent. So okay. here's a tangent. Maybe I mentioned this last episode, but I have a coworker. Uh, sh- she sits next to me and she is kind of into K-pop, but like she's mainly into BTS because she kind of heard about BTS as they were kind of blowing up. Right. And so she's mainly a BTS fan and she's like slowly reaching out to other people. So yeah, she's like, catching the K-pop virus. She's not totally infected yet. Yeah, yeah. Um, but she's kind of finding like a lot of boy groups are just not her taste because she kind of likes the like the fierceness, quote unquote, of BTS. Mm. And so she's like, hey, recommend me some like fierce groups. And I'm like, oh, that's uh, not really K-pop. <laughs> that's not. Yeah. I'm like, Blackpink, maybe? And she's like, oh, Blackpink kind of sucks. I'm like, all right. Oh, okay. Um, EXO? You know, like uh, middle tier EXO? She's like, oh, yeah, maybe a little bit. Uh, Chunga? She really likes Chunga. Anyways, I have another coworker. Doesn't like K-pop at all, but he watched some documentary about K-pop. Mm. And so he asked her, he's like, hey, what is the best BTS song? Um, I'm going to listen to it right now. Please tell me the best BTS song for, for me to listen to. And she said, drumroll please. <laughs> she said, oh, you should listen to their best song, Mic Drop. What? <laughs> what? Yes. And my heart what? died and split into a thousand pieces at that moment in my life. You're like, uh, don't don't you mean Joro or dope? Hey, do, don't is, you mean is Joro? That the English, is that the English version? Dope? Yeah, it is dope. Yeah. Uh, don't you mean like probably a million other songs? Like even Blood, Sweat, and Tears? Even like their first song, Danger? Yeah. Uh, even, I actually really like the uh, the other Steve Aoki song. Um, 
Oh, shoot. What's it called? Give me a second here while I Google because that's how professional we are. It's called uh, Wasted on Me. Um, I don't know if you've heard that, Josh. I don't think I have. It's a really good song. It's a really good song because it's an American song and BTS happens to just sing sing it. But like it, it's a it's a great song. Actually, you should. It's it might be my favorite BTS song. Actually, hmm. anyways, I, that was one of those moments where I was like, man, we. I just don't get. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't get you, girl. I'm sorry, but I just don't fucking get you. And then she was like, "No, it's just because you're a snob." And I'm like, "I mean, you're correct. That? How like, dare I, you? <laughs> like, I am a snob. It's like when we have to listen to thousands of music videos a year, right? Like, right. you can't help but just kind of become snobbish because you've like heard it all and you've, you know, whatever it all and. Um, anyways, I thought that was. Uh, I'm sure there's some BTS fans listening right now that are like, "How dare you?" But like, mic drop, no. Eh, that mic is not the song not, yeah. I'm going to recommend to anybody. Like, especially a new person. No, you that's recommend not, no. Choro because that's the best music video of all time from a boy group. Dope, obviously. Dope. Um. All right. Well. Anyways, that was my tangent. We didn't go on too many tangents this time, so that's pretty good. Huh. Wonder why. Yeah. Uh, do you have another song uh, in this section, Josh? I think you said you had one more. Uh, yeah. The other song that I kind of want to talk about is uh, CLC's "No." Red lip, now. Earrings, now. High heel, now. Handbag, now. Red lip, now. Earrings, now. High heel, now. Handbag, See, this one, I think it's more of a subjective hating, because I think a lot of people like this style of release, but I just really hate it. I really do hate <laughs> it. Um, and and I'll pull no punches in saying that I, I just straight up hate it. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> um, it's it's just not, it's just not good, man. I don't, I don't know what to say. It's just not good. You know what is so sad is that I don't know if you know this, but CLC sang the vocal guide to uh, La Vie and Rose. <sighs> Did they? Yeah. And like, it's so sad to me that they had, it's like, hey, sing this great song, girls. Sing this, gr- not even amazing song, but just sing this really good song for another group, a way more popular group. Yeah. And uh, you guys get fucking, no. No. <laughs> oh, my God. Like I, I get it. I get why people really like this style because it's quote unquote fierce, um, and it's kind of like grungy and sure, but it's just not what I'm looking for. I don't have to say. Yeah, I even wrote it down, which is like, 
like of course everybody is you know has their own opinion right um and and if we were responsible human beings we would respect everybody's opinions but like in my head i don't actually believe people think this is a good song i think they like they believe in the concept more than the actual right. song right? i'm 100 percent with you they they like that it it sounds fierce or that's produced to them like oh these girls are strong you know and yeah uh, it's more of the concept rather than the actual song i think like you said like yeah. it's it's the whole package rather than actual the song right it's like we there's no other songs like this. There's no other group doing this. And plus they've been around for a while and they have not made any dent in, in the K-pop scene, right? So like people are behind their backs and they're like, they're trying something different and we should be fans of this because it's different. But the whole time I my head is telling me, no, like this is a fucking bad song. It's- as as bad as it sounds. Like CLC is like a a hyena-less four minute, like the end, like the the hate era. They're just they're just all filler. There's just nothing here that's that's special besides how they're being packaged. Like, but vocals, I feel like they could be. You know, yeah. they could. We've enjoyed like a, a decent amount of uh, like pre Hobgoblin era, pre Fierce uh, yeah. era CLC, right? Like we've, or at least I've enjoyed some of that stuff. I think I liked High Heels. You know, I think there's a song called Like that we enjoy. You know what I mean? I actually really like Black Dress. I actually think Black Dress is a pretty damn good song. I don't know if you've heard Black Dress. I have. All right. Well, that is not good. But <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it's it's okay. I think of all the the these era type songs i think it is the best probably like to me it's an actual song and it's actually Mm. catchy and like the verses and it has a pretty good um say the name of the song kind of drop drop kind of thing while this one is not even a song to me it's just an art project yeah it's too esoteric you know like the reason why I could get behind Black Dress is because the backing track was pretty stinky, if I remember correctly. Yeah, it is. It had stinky. this like bump, 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 or something about it that was just like banging, 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 banging. Yeah. And this one, I like, I wrote it. What did I do? I, this sounds like a song lampooning an Eastern European awful tracksuit dance hall uh, oh, I see. S- scene. Like a blot. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, Eastern block, like, but an SNL ripoff, like, joke scene where this yeah. song is the song playing in the background, right? Like, obviously, they don't look like that. I think for the most part, actually, most of them look uh, great. Yeah. The, there's a one or two kind of weird choices, but, like, I think most of them look amazing. And, like, they're not super duper pushing that fierce, uh, I'm holding a baseball bat and I'm, you yeah. know, like I, 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 I'm wearing a mask with like chains and shit on it. Right. Like they look pretty good. I, I, I yeah. pretty, um, well within stuff that we enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, so I can't even say that that's part of the thing. Mm-hmm. It's just the song is just, and like, here's the thing. There are parts in the song that I actually am like, okay, if the whole song was this, I'd be okay with it. Oh, if the whole song mm. was this, I'd be okay with it. But 
there's like a specific part. It's like, oh, I like this part. She's kind of rapping and it's kind of fierce, but it's not in Hyona voice. It's not yeah. an annoying Hyona voice. I'm down with it. And then the girl from Produce 101 comes out and it's like, cutesy rap now. And it's like, what? Where did the cutesy rap come from? Yeah, no, no high pitch rap. Like that's how that's how the rap sounds like when she's rapping. Like, oh, listen to me rap. This is me rapping. Yeah, it's like sing rap. I'm not. I'm cutesy sing rapping, and it's like, wait, but what is that? What? No, it's so anti what you're doing right now. And I and I can hear the fans like, oh, it's like, um, it goes against your expectations, and I'm like, it did, but all, but not in a good way, right? Going against expectations doesn't necessarily mean it's good, you know? Yeah, yeah, um. But I will say though that sometimes Hobgob- Hobgoblin comes on and I'm like, I'm gonna stank it up a little bit. I'm gonna stank it up. <laughs> no, I'm 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 about that black dress when you talk about stanky. But <laughs> black dress Hobgoblin, is I don't know, man. I don't know. Compared to no, Josh. Compared I'm to no, yes, you. Hobgoblin is stink. Oh yeah, and oh no, oh I like that song too. Yeah, there is there. I mean, to to clear our names, there. <laughs> I think we actually like a good amount of CLC songs. And here, here's what's crazy. And, and here is the part where I do admire their tenacity, although I think it's stupid. Um, those songs, right? The pre-hard CLC, like they ranked wait, 143, 173, 120, 144, right? Then they hit Hobgoblin, Black Dress, To the Sky, Where Are You? They don't, not even on the chart, not even on the chart, not even on the chart, not even on the chart. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's been two years of this. So in 2019, they were like, one more time, motherfucker. <laughs> but here's the problem with K-pop is that once you've made the transition, you can't go back. It's finished. You know? They can't go back to this this fresh look because now they're You they're can hard. go back. Josh, you can go back. You can do it. I you really, can do it. If I the really song's wish good, you can true. do it. I really wish that it. was true. I think Korean people don't do that because they're – I don't know what kind of market research they do, which I'm going to tell you is zero. Um, I, I think it's almost always just some old man being really stubborn about something. I think so, yeah. And in in his head, he's like – because here's the thing. The concept itself is not a bad idea. I have nothing against the actual concept. Mm, it's just same. that the songs are fucking not good. You know what I mean? Like, Anyways – uh, so this song is a big old no. I think one of the wor- I think the worst CLC song. As, as funny as it is, my favorite CLC song probably No O O. One of my <laughs> my most hated CLC songs. No, <laughs> no. So yeah, there you go. <sighs> but you know what? I I may maybe we'll change our minds. Maybe I'll download this. Oh um, no, I'm not yeah, going we'll to. We'll see about that. No. Um, all right. Well, uh, I guess I'll talk about one more song. And I actually do have a couple of choices here. Yeah, there's some big, bigger names here. I did kind of mention Favorites Loca Loca, which I actually kind of enjoy. I think it's like a shittier version of Onana. Mm. Um, I, I, but, I can see that. But like instead of full Tropical House, they did like half Tropical House, half like Latin, you know, Latin feel. Yeah. They try to, they try to capitalize on both the trends, you know? Yeah, um, I heavily disliked the Tiffany song, but it, it did not occur to me until later. Somebody mentioned that the YouTube sound quality is really bad. So it really may, is, yeah. maybe some, I just thought the song was bad. So maybe uh, that was YouTube's fault and, and I'll re listen to that. Uh, the one I'm going to go with, Josh, 
is going to be by a relatively new group that I think came out when we were gone. And that is by Atease with their song, Say My Name. Coming to ya, yeah, I won't give up. Uh, everybody say yeah. Now, Josh, we have weirdly been into boy groups this episode, you know? It's true. Or at least boys. You know, we've been into boys. I wish you wouldn't say that, but all right. <laughs> we've been into boys this episode. It that way. Uh, now, A-T's or A-T's or E-T-I-Z, I don't know how to pronounce it, A-T-Z. A-T-Z, I think, is yeah. what they try to go for. Um, before you start saying anything, can I just say, when did bullets become a good fashion choice? Uh, uh, ask uh, Zico uh, because. Disgusting. And here's the thing: this that is exactly why I wanted to mention this because this music video is okay. If I wanted to make a, a self-learning AI machine program that watched every K-pop boy group video in the last 10 years and had to produce their own like artificially intelligence like like ai version of a boy group this would be it it is just chock full of like oh that was very teen top for a second oh wait this is so vix for a second oh this is real big bang for a second oh this is real uh block b for a second you know like it is it is like every 15 seconds of this music video it's like just what another boy group did in the past yeah. um, changed I, a little bit. I, I like to describe it as it's kind of like this boy group smoothie. It's yeah, but like, it's kind of chunky. It's yeah. like not smooth. Like I can see the chunks in it. Yeah. It's like a half-digested boy group throw-up. That's that's the more vicious version, I guess I could say. Like, yeah. There's so many things about this that I think are just not only unoriginal, but like the bad parts of those groups that we mentioned. Yeah, no, absolutely. Like, like the weird teen top tippity taps that don't look good together. And then into like mullet boy, uh, who actually I think is the better rapper in the group. I, there's, I think two rappers and one of them is fucking atrocious. Yeah. Just he's <sighs> like, he just has no flow. There's no personality. Uh, he's got a very low voice and it sounds like he's rapping with a gun pointed at his head. Yeah. But like, the thing is like, I don't hate this song. Like, 
there are parts in the song where I'm like, okay, like I'm actually not uh, offended by it, you know. You know, I actually don't mind Mullet Boy. I think Mullet Boy is the best part about the song because he's the only one with actual like flavor and personality. Yeah, comparatively, yes. Comparatively, for sure. Um, it's just I I don't know. Like when I googled the name, like I kept seeing articles like, are these the next? uh bts like is this the next bts like aside from the fact that the bts's own group is like releasing another boy group Hmm. wait what 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 uh company are they with uh big hit that's right big hit yeah um like they're gonna anyways so i just kept thinking things like oh these are the new these are the new dudes and i'm like what's new about them they fucking have done everything boy groups have done last five years i don't even think they did it better yeah like i don't think their dancing is particularly good uh there's another AT's video on Essential that I watched. It was like a, just a dance video. Yeah, it's a performance version of some song. Yeah, um, and like they are, it's Hala Hala. Um, they are not very good dancers together. Um, no. Like I think that they put in these big powerful moves and you might be tricked into like kind of buying it. But like when you actually see them together, they're like, they don't dance in sync together. They Their moves don't really pop super well. But, but that's like... That's their package, you know? Like, they have this chunky boy group smoothie, and as dancers, they're also these chunky, like, it's not smooth, you know? They're not yeah. together. It's it, it really stands out. I like that. I think we, for now on, if they ever come out with another music video, we should just call them uh, chunky uh, boy group smoothie. Yeah. Because uh, that's what they are to me. And I think that, as, unless you got anything else, I think that's going to no. be it for this episode. That's it for me. All right. Well, let us know, Chingus, whether or not you liked this style. I do think, though, that this was especially a fun, at least for me, because it was so spicy and what we were choosing. That may not always happen, right? It may yeah. just happen that you choose exactly the songs I think you're going to choose, and I'm going to choose the ones I think I'm going to choose. I mean, I mean, to be fair, the songs that you chose for me, two out of three of them were on my shortlist. And they are songs that I do enjoy. So right. weren't totally wrong there. But I think of the songs that I thought you would choose, I think I only got one out of the three correct. What did I go? Oh, I went to Huta, Woody, and Code Kungs. Man, I was into the boys. Uh, mm. Well, I guess Lehigh was really the last one. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I really like this format more, actually. Just, it seems it was more spicier. fun to me. It was spicier. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let us know whether or not you liked it. Uh, it comes at a cost. You know, there's always pros and cons here, which is uh, we don't prepare uh exactly what like if josh really surprised me with like like that two centimeter song i have to like be like oh shit i don't remember that song i don't remember anything yeah we don't we don't get a chance to refresh our minds about what it sounds like and then come up with comments about what we want to say because you know like steven said we listen to just pretty much everything so sometimes it just all blends together (laughs) into this smoothie um and just like okay well I remember that. And then once they start talking, you're just like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I remember what we're talking about. But right, you know. right. Um, but I do want to thank everybody who has uh, supported us in our comeback and also still download the podcast like uh, a year, you know, after a year of break. Like, that's amazing. Um, and also uh, to all the people that uh, still talk on the Slack channel, uh, I got an email, which was really nice. Um, I. Didn't even remember to, to that we had a this week in K-pop email that I should check, and I was like, maybe I should check it. And there was an e- an email waiting for us. 
Um, so thanks for that. Um, and also just thanks for for dealing with our erratic, you know, scheduling. Um, yeah. But we're working on that. We're working on that. Um, all right. Well, that is going to be it here. I think we'll see you in hopefully two weeks. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> I was waiting for you to buy, but <laughs> it didn't happen.